welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. I've always been really into adrenaline, I guess. So obviously motorsports is one of them. Um, I wasn't a reckless driver, although I've had my fair share of accidents and stuff like that. It wasn't until I was at the Performance Driving Center and I was a driving instructor. And that was in my 40s that I actually worked out how to drive. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I was. I, I was racing go karts then, and I was. I was trained to be a uh, driving instructor, and I did um, some stunt driving and stuff like that throughout my life. So I knew how to handle a car, or I thought I did. But it wasn't until Paul yeah. and those guys out there like taught me what I what I started to realize. And I guess we take it for granted, you know, that we're in this two-ton vehicle and we're just like barreling around and Paul's always been really a massive advocate for driver training and he's right you know we we have kids that don't know what they're doing unless they have a motorsport background you know unless I've been in a a go-kart and they know how to handle a vehicle it's it's pretty scary yeah for sure for sure so let's go from the start Belinda um Welcome to the show. And how did you get started? Um, you've had such an amazing career from modeling to pool riding, which I'm really interested in to find out about. Um, you're currently a personal trainer. You've been a race car driver. You've been involved in yeah. all different areas. Um, what's your career to date? So to a motorsport channel, you know what I mean? Because there's I, I deal with so many different things. So getting it back to motorsport, I mean... I was an actress, so I was always like, you never say you can't do anything. So you always get yourself into these situations. So you had to learn. I had to learn to drive. I was a stunt driver from way back then. And I think it was always something, the speed and the adrenaline was always something that was so exhilarating to me. When I became heavily involved, meaning I was racing go-karts I never raced um but I you know I won a bunch of incredible Paul always told me I was too old to get into a real car I mean uh Aussie race cars there was talk of that I'd get in anything but to get into a professional race the opportunity hasn't come but out at the performance driving center there's a track there that we drive on every day so in five years you want you know drive hundreds and hundreds of times a week the track is like you're racing each other. And we have had some women's races that have been unbelievable days. I love it when the girls get out there and just give it their best shot because uh, we don't have enough women in motorsports and there's some great girls that have been coming up and, and pushing things like, I mean, Simone, even this last weekend at Gold Coast, Renee Gracie, I, I mean, legends, Leanne Tander. Um, but we've had days where we've got, you know, Karis Courtney out in the car and Danny Burns and all those girls. And just everyone giving it a go is like, once you've had a taste, I think sometimes you you want more. And it's intimidating, you know, having a husband being champions. They just appreciate getting in there and, and giving it a go. And they're all amazing women. And they just kind of prove to you that you can do things if you set your mind to it. Yeah, of course. 
everyone can do anything they want. <laughs> yeah. And so you mentioned previously that you got in through into motorsports um, through your dad being a stunt driver. How did your dad get into that? And, and did you pursue any or did you do any training in that? Yeah, you know, um, dad worked with Grant Page, who was a massive stuntman back in the day in the 70s. I've got some amazing footage going, going to him. And I mean, maybe that's where it started. My dad was a thrill seeker. You know, he threw me up in the air and that's some of my best memories with dad. I'm sure we all have them. You know, he make, used to make me stand on the edge of cliffs and, and stuff like that. And I'm always pushing the boundaries. I, whether it's in a car, on a track or on a horse, you know, or just in my life, you know, right now as an event manager, we push the boundaries with with my event and it's so exhilarating pulling things off, which is the same as when you're racing, you know, you pull a good race off and you win. Like the taste of winning to me is uh, why you do things sometimes. And yeah, I think that women sometimes, you know, they need to get in there and, and, and get amongst the boys you know there was one of your questions that was like how was it dealing with the boys club it's difficult and it sucks and you have to have balls and sometimes you have to be like a guy but you know it's the only way that I know so I'm I, I'm trying to be more of a girly girl at times and I, I like to book up put on makeup now which I never used to really do all that but you have to give the guys a romp for their money. I'm always like, no, I'm going to beat you. Even if I don't, I'm going to give them a romp for their money. I'm going to give it a go. You know, I mean, I'm happy to go. You know what? You're right. You beat me. But hey, can you show me how to be that fast? And I think that sometimes we all, not just girls, but we all get tied up in not winning. Like I was thinking the other day about doing another boxing match and I thought, you know, no one's going to want to box me unless they know they're going to win. I thought, why not just sign up to lose? Because even losing, I'm coming second and I'm getting to do a boxing match, probably with someone who's a pretty good boxer. Yeah. So do you? So sometimes losing, losing is not always losing. It's just coming second, and you know, coming second is just behind first. <laughs> That's right. I had one of my drivers come second in the national championship on the weekend, and I said the same thing. I said, coming second is fantastic. It's just as great as winning. Exactly. I, I, I'm always a blue ribbon girl, but you know, red's my favorite color. That's right. So let's go back a little bit um, into, into your past. So you mentioned previously about working at the Performance Driving Center. And so is, tell us a little bit about that. So that's a driver's performance school where anybody can learn yeah. to drive. And did you get into event management back then or what was your role? Um, so yeah my role was events and marketing manager there and we had some amazing events I mean just in a day their normal day they have in driver instructor and then they have um uh, you know your v8 experience drives and co corporate days mm -hmm. corporate day out there it's it's one of those experiences it's a bucket list experience you know it's one that I know companies that have gone through there for years and years and people talk about it forever yeah. you know it's it's I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. If you want to, if you, if you're not interested in that kind of stuff, you probably shouldn't go there. But if you're into it and you're competitive and you know, you love a good challenge um, and you're with your, t your workmates or, you know, a, a party or old school friends or whatever, it's like, it's things that you'll, you, you, you don't do on a normal basis. You know, you're, you're dying to do a burnout in the car park and here you're on a, you know, skid pan 
and you go for it. It's like, you know, go, do as many as you can, mate. Like, knock yourself out. The things that they have out there, the turntable, like anyone going over that, it's like a big spinning wheel and you drive over it and you just punt it. Yeah, anyone driving over that is like, it's like going on a ride at Movie World. Oh, it sounds amazing. And yeah, I mean, it, and there's so many different things you can go, go do out there. They had a four-wheel drive track. They had like um, these amazing go-karts that were so fast that it was like dangerous. There's the whole, uh, you know, even just the whole um, prom, um, production side that Paul used to do, especially with V8 supercars. If you're into any of that, like they build parts out there. There's old supercars lying around. There's Paul's cars that he's smashed up here and there lying around like, it's like a museum, you know, for, for motorsport people. We had, the best day we had out there was um, this Bathurst Legends Day. It was um, John Bow, Jim Richards, Alan Moffat, and Alan Grice. Awesome. Wow. What a- so, yeah, and then a whole, about 20 people who had come to spend the day with them. So we did the normal activities that we do at the driving centre which is this walk challenge where there's a walk on the top of a barina and you have to keep the ball in it and you drive around fast and um, slalom, you know, where you go in and out the cones and, and it's a speed event. But the last thing that they did was that they had a race. So it was the four guys lined up and they were the drivers and they would put the customer in the driver's seat, one of those bucket list days, you know, that you'll never get to do again and those people will never forget it. Oh, wow. Well, what they got photos cool. with them. Yeah, they, they got photos with them. Those guys can talk the legs off chairs. So they were telling them stories about, you know, in Bathurst before they even had air conditioners in the cars, before they had radios and shit, you know, I mean, they, excuse me, they didn't know what's happening till you got into the pits and said, everything's falling apart. Hurry up, help me. You yeah. know what I mean? They, 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 they had some amazing stories. And it's amazing experiences for you as well. And obviously- Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a learning experience. I mean, my whole experience, especially with V8s and Paul Morris, the whole Morris Motorsports, was such an incredible journey. I mean, he is amazing. Paul, he, I don't know what he does. He just pulls things apart. Like he can drive anything. He can drive anything. He pulls things apart to where he's obsessed over them so much he'll know like exactly to the milliliter how much fuel and oil and everything needs to be used. You know what I mean? Like that's how, yeah, he's just, uh, he's just a genius at it all. And uh, his team, you can't falter them most of the time. They are a great bunch of guys and they just get, get in there and do what has to be done. Well, that was obviously an exciting period of your life. Uh, next, you moved on to being a, the fleet and promotional manager at South Coast Automotive. And that kind yeah. of similar role that you were doing um, driver, driver days, the training days. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, South Coast Automotive was more events and marketing again too. But I had become friends with Maury from him racing. So Maury Pickering owns South Coast Automotive and um, he... Yeah, he, we had raced. Paul had ran his race team for two years before that. So that's how I had met him. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff about the racing that I never really told people. Like, I used to train, you know, the drivers, the whole team as a personal trainer. Um, and, I mean, for drivers out there, that's such an important part of your training 
like of course getting in a car, but you have to be mentally, I think, and physically fit and healthy to be able to do it. You know, it's not an easy task. Yeah, so tell us about that role. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I've worked a lot um, in the States with a lot of pretty, um, I guess there's a lot of very talented people there. So, you know, high level athletes. And it is a mental game, lots of visualization, you know, keeping your body fit for endurance, I would say, but also, uh, you know, needs to be able to deal with heat and not a lot of food because you're so nervous that you can barely eat. You know, it's trying to work out all of that. I remember Steve Owen was, he was too thin at one point and he kept getting dizzy. I was like, dude, you need to eat some more food. Put on some muscle, like do some weights because they all do, you know, they all do this high cardio workout and they, he didn't have any muscle on him. I'm like, your body's not dealing with the heat. So yeah, he started eating more carbs and <laughs> not passing out as much but yeah I mean it takes takes years and years and years to learn your own body to learn what works and what doesn't work and you have to listen to your body you know you're putting your body to a high intense situation driving a race car around a track anyone no matter what level you're at and so you have to take care of your body you know it, it, I don't know if anyone's worn a heart rate around the the track but you're up there in in a high heart rate zone. Yeah, like so. Keeping keeping fit is definitely something that all I, I I think everyone should do. Trying to achieve big things, I think you know, keeping yourself fit and in shape is, is has always been my motto, at least anyway. Um, yeah, and I I'm not sure if you knew. I don't know where you got um some information, but I also was on American Gladiators, oh, which was wow. one. Of, yeah, I, I was a competitor. I I tried to be a gladiator, but essentially I was 20 kilos too small. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the hardest things that I ever did in my life. Yeah, it was like really, really tough. But it was one of those things that, you know, sometimes you, I don't know, I always loved that show. And it was back in the 80s. And so when they did the remix, I was like, hell yeah, I am doing everything I possibly can to get on the show. And yeah, I was like at my agent every day. I was in living in LA. So I was like, right, right. I'm going there. I'm setting this. I'm doing this. I'm da, 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 uh, 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 uh. You know, basically I think my agent said to them, can you just give this girl a chance? Because she's really bothering me. Annoying me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She's really, and I think this is when preparation meets opportunity. So it's definitely about being prepared for whatever opportunities come your way because they don't always come by twice. No, and so then how how did you get involved um, or how did the opportunities arrive for you to train um, the competitors? Was it just through your network that you had through Paul Morris and, and Murray Pickering or was it? Was yeah, it yeah, no. Paul knows everyone. He, <laughs> yeah, he was, I think, working with DJR at the time. Um, he had Steve Owen as one of his driving instructors. You know, they're always trying to push themselves. I think even Steve Owen, that was probably five years ago. So it was, you know, Steve was still trying to make, he was still becoming a, a really good driver. Yeah. It takes a long time. I think even Paul, you know, it took him a long time. He wasn't the best driver in the world. He certainly wasn't the smallest. And he had to learn how to 
win other ways, you know, and he did and he has. And, and whether it's drive a different type of car or never giving up like Bathurst, you know what I mean? Like last to first in Bathurst, you know, I mean, to me, I don't know if Paul did any visualization about that, but for three years I was praying to God to please make him win Bathurst so that he could be happy at least. You know what I mean? I'm like, so you just do whatever it takes sometimes. And I think it was, um, I heard Phelpsy say that sometimes you have to push the universe so hard to make it do what you want that you actually do it. I like that saying a lot. Yeah. It was Phelpsy. <laughs> and are you working um, in motorsport now or are you just purely working with um, free choice on your event management business? Last year, um, Travis raced in the um, uh, trophy series, the uh, GT trophy series, and he did really well. Paul uh, helped him, obviously coached him, or, or uh, I think it was a little Andre Pasquale that helped him out mostly, but Paul was running the car. Um, and Audi R8, and Travis did really well. Travis, I mean, Travis, although he's been a friend of mine for 25 years, Travis, when he wants to do something, he will set his mind to it, and he will do it. He is precision sharp, yeah. He is the one person in my whole life that if I could have a work ethic like someone, it would be like him. He sleeps four hours a night. He works out twice a day for his whole life, so he's 46, so he's done that. 25 years like I've known him yeah he's not he never he never falters he just stays the course stays the course stays the course you know and seeing him become a race car driver just from coaching it was amazing he spent time out at the driving center he would go there probably once a week um you know um Steve uh Robinson the the chief driving instructor out there really helped him out Paul, you know, sat in the car and helped him out a bunch of times as well. And within a year, you know, he was trailing around the back and he was first, second, never finished first, second. I think we finished third. But, yeah, he did a good job, did a really good job. Oh, fantastic. Well, well done on your efforts. Certainly been paying off. Um, so now you're at Free Choice as the event manager. What's your next goal? Are you continuing on with event management? So my, I, I love my job at, um, at Free Choice. We have such a great event. Uh, I'm hoping that Travis will do some more events so that we can continue. If, if anything, I'd love him to do you know, a little more racing. The trophy series was such a great series to be involved with. You know, it's, um, I think it was only six to eight races a year. Some of the smaller tracks, but, you know, some of them are the best tracks. And, and just racing you know, on the weekends like that, it just, it's what it's all about sometimes. And it's, you know, a small group of people who are getting together and racing their cars around the track. And, you know, there's a couple of big races in there, but it's those little races where you're freezing and you've got your jacket on and, you know, you're just, just pushing the car to get a good time and waiting to go home. But it's all fun and games and, and you know, getting better and better and, and faster and faster. And, you know, motorsports is such a team sport, although couldn't do anything without the guy that's blown, without, you know, the guy's changing the oil. The girl that's getting that, I mean, being a, a, a driver, it's like, dude, what else, what do you need? Oh, Jesus, got your chicken, got you this, right? I mean, it, it's so full on when, I mean, 
when you're in there, you know, the, especially motorsports, anything can happen. You can go from first to last. You can go from last to first. You can, you can be, you know, first and be knocked out and days over and your weekend's done. You know, it's so, that's racing. It's like, if I heard that too many times, I would be, uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think the everyone... wheel fell off. Oh my God. How did the wheel fall off? Oh, well, that's racing. I'm like, <laughs> I think everyone that's listening today would be shaking their head. Um, in agreement there that it's one of those um, unpredictable sports but yet very exciting at the same time. Exactly. You can never tell when a bolt's going to break or, you know, we, you only have so many things that you can think of. It's like, yeah, oh, oh we forgot about that tiny bolt. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Belinda, you've obviously travelled the world with motorsports. What's one of your favourite tracks? You know... Of course, I love Bathurst. I think I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's where I met Paul with Big Kev. I, I ran oh, okay, Kev, yeah. the Big Kevettes in 2000 at Bathurst. We went down there. It was like the best time ever. Yeah, I was, I was addicted since then. That was 2000. But since really going around and, and experiencing so many tracks, my Hamptons, I mean, my favorite is Hampton Downs. Oh, really? Yeah. New Zealand has so many good tracks. Ah. It's such a great place to race. You know, it's slightly cooler, but that's good for racing. Yeah. You know? and, and the tracks are, they seem to be like, I guess, longer. Hampton Downs too, you have like the apartments, you know, on the other side where you can stay. You can just stay on track. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. So that's on my bucket list. So yeah. first time we've had a, a vote for Hampton Downs. So thank you for bringing something new to the table. I really appreciate your time today. I understand you've got to run off to a wedding. Yay, perfect timing. Thank you. Um, and thanks again for your time. And we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Definitely. Thanks, Belinda. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care. Okay.